I was writing the episode content for this episode, I got a news alert that popped into my inbox on my other screen. And the, the uh, subject line of the email read, stock suffer their worst drop, dot, dot, dot. It's been an all too common headline this year. And I have to be honest, whenever I see it, I kind of laugh, cry. <laughs> I cry because I know how many people have 99% or more of their net worth in the stock market. And I just feel for them. The times have been turbulent even before 2020 and who knows what the future holds. And these people's life savings is at stake. But I also laugh a little bit because I know somewhere, somewhere, so, uh, someone somewhere is still getting rich from when the market tumbles. They're placing bets, you know, and they've made some money off those bets. But I also laugh because I know my clients aren't paying any attention or if they did see it, they're breathing a sigh of relief that they don't gamble in the market nearly as much as everyone else does. But I share this to share, you know, like, that you can have that kind of reaction, but also because, because like boomers have their own retirement crisis to worry about. I mean, can you be, can you imagine being retired right now and seeing your stocks dip over and over again this year? But experts are also now looking at us millennials and claiming we might be in even worse shape by the time we get there to our 60s and 70s. But I don't think it has to be this way. No matter what happens in the stock market, I'm here to give you some ideas for how not to be the new face of a retirement crisis. Welcome to the Fife Movement. I'm your host, Amanda Neely. This is the only movement that helps our generation create our unique entrepreneurial and feminine approach to financial independence. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that bell so that you receive notifications of future episodes. Now, many of the articles out there about millennials and retirement talk about how we're not putting enough money into our 401ks or IRAs because we have so much student debt, we have so little income, the, you know, and that struggle is real, right? Struggle with debt, the struggle to find good paying jobs. It, lots of people in our generation are struggling with that. It turns out, who knew before, but college is a risky investment. Not everyone gets a better paying job because they have a college degree. And even worse, I've heard from some friends that went to graduate school and that ended up overqualifying them for so many jobs that it made it harder for them to find a good position. But the student loans still have to be paid. And on top of that, we're being told we have to contribute to our 401ks to get a match and have even a slimmer of hope for retirement. That's the only way to have money for retirement. And as frustrating as debt and low wages and as yummy as that match sounds, I have one really big concern for our generation. And yes, it has a lot to do with the boomers. Okay, boomer, <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. But we have to think about who you are, what you're doing, and how that impacts us. So the first boomers turned 65 in 2011. From then until 2030, 10,000 boomers turned 65 each day. That's 75 million people turning 65 years old over 19 years. And the average boomer has about 144,000 stashed away. That's why they're in a retirement crisis. They don't have very much. But let's pretend for a second that half of it is in the market. That's probably a conservative estimate, but let's pretend half of it. 
So if I take half of 144,000, 72,000, multiply it by 75 million people, that's $5. trillion that boomers potentially have in the market and could potentially be selling those stocks in order to go buy groceries throughout their retirement. Now the total stock market value is $30 trillion. So that means boomers have 18% of the total value of the stock market, possibly. Now, there are conflicting stats because our generation is super diverse in so many ways. Some say we're investing more than ever, um, perhaps because apps like Robinhood put it, put it at our fingertips, literally. And we're not trusting on Social Security to be there for us, so a lot of us are saving more, not trusting in that. Others say we're being more conservative in how we save and invest in any generation, and we're not putting money into the market. We're using alternative vehicles. Regardless, $5.4 is a big hole to fill. Now, it could be filled by foreign investors or even by companies buying back their own stock. No one really knows what the future holds. But there is one thing that I think is pretty certain. This decade and the decade following, but especially this decade, are going to see a lot of shifts. And, you know, with the boomers, more and more of them becoming 65 or retirement age, trying to figure out what to do, they're shifting money, they're moving some things. And whenever there are shifts, some people lose money and some people make money. You know, think about the decade that started in the 20, in 2010. Um, there, but the decade before then, there was a lot of shifts from 2000 to 2010 with the dot-com era, the Great Recession, those both happened in that decade, and particularly the people that figured out how to make money between those 10 years, then figured, they made more and more money between 2010 and 2020, whereas the people between tw 2000 and 2010 who lost money took these last 10 years to figure out how they could recover, right? And they were only like figuring out how to struggle to recover. So who knows if these next two decades are going to be like that. But let's say, let's pretend for a second that 2020 to 2030 has a lot of shifts happening, just generational changes, things like that. I mean, we've seen a lot of shifts in 2020 already. So maybe um, the pe what you know, maybe possibly the people who learn how to make money in these next 10 years, how to make sure their money is working for them, you know, uh, they get serious about their money, they might be the ones to be able to make even more between 2030 and 2040. Whereas the people between 2020 and 2030 who are lose money, they haven't figured things out, they're taking more risk, and that risk doesn't pay off, then they end up spending another 20 years figuring out or 10 years figuring out how to recover those funds. And that's why I'm saying these next two decades are super critical for our generation. I'm 36 right now. By 2030, I'm going to be, or no, 2040, I'm going to be 56. These are critical times in my life. And I want to be thinking about how to make money and keep it rather than lose it and struggle to recover. And I bet you would want that too. So I've got some ideas for you. I'll give you my top three ideas and you decide for yourself what might help you too, if any of these three do or if all three of them do. So first, keep cash available. Opportunities will arise in business and real estate, in the market. 
I'm stockpiling as much liquid accessible assets as I can so that I'm ready for the opportunities that come up when shifts happen. To build relationships, opportunities are found by people with deep connections. I want to have real relationships with people who I trust <clears throat> so that we can share with each other when those opportunities arise. I can share um, opportunities that fit with them. They can sh share opportunities that fit with me. And then third, be wary of the apps. <laughs> the apps gamify investing. I mean, I've been tempted to try them out myself just to see um, what they're like, but I also know games are addicting for me. I got to be really careful before I put a game on my phone. So I haven't tried out those gaps yet. Before you start or before you choose to invest, just um, especially through an app, I would recommend doing a search um, your favorite browser search tool. Um, look up the downsides of investing apps. Know what you're getting into and what kinds of business you're supporting. And then if you still decide it's for you, go for it, but at least be fully informed that way. Oh, and if I can share a fourth, it is be informed. For example, there's a lot of action happening in Congress and with the Department of Justice around anti-competitive practices of large companies. And it's not being talked about yet in the mainstream media, but it could have major implications for every single American who's investing in the stock market. Pay attention. One of my, I'll put one of my favorite blog sources on this topic in the show notes so you can see what kind of um, talk is being done um, on topics that could be really critical for your investing decisions. Okay, enough gloom and doom. Truly, these next two decades will likely define the rest of our lives. What we do now matters, and you can control your financial future. You can find out more in my five-day mini course called You Can Control Your Financial Future. It's available at fifemovement.com. For now, thanks for joining me and connecting with the Fife Movement. As you go about your day today, remember, wealth is coming your way. Your quest is to prepare for using it well. For more tips on how to prepare, be sure to subscribe and to connect with the community, visit fifemovement.com. If my gift has helped you today, please pay the gift forward by sharing this content with a friend. My gratitude in advance.